you brought your Bibles this morning, turn with me to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, I want to read to you some of the Christmas story this morning. Try to share with you just a few thoughts this morning uh, from this passage of Scripture. Uh, my intention is not to, uh, you know, not to wow you with something you never heard before or anything like that, but just to remind you uh, of what it is that we're celebrating and, and the events that took place and, and what a, uh, the magnitude and the wonder of it all. All right, Luke chapter 2, beginning of verse 1, says, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, into the, or, excuse me, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. Let's go to the Lord together in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just humbly come before you here this morning. We thank you, Lord, for the good day. We thank you for the reason that we gather here this morning. We thank you, Lord, for giving the most wonderful gift that's ever been given, the greatest gift that could possibly ever be given. Lord, I pray this morning that we wouldn't take that lightly, that we wouldn't take that for granted, that we wouldn't, take a, we wouldn't allow ourselves, to, our focus, our minds, our hearts to be diverted from that by anything the world may have to offer. I pray, Lord, that today of all days we would give you the praise and the glory that you alone are due. And Lord, I'm just praying and asking, Lord, that you would just continue to work in this service this morning. Lord, that you would move in the hearts and minds of each one here this morning. God, that you would do what only you can do. Uh, and Lord, we'll give you every bit of the glory for it. So Lord, I'm asking that you would stir us here this morning. God, I'm praying that if there is uh, any of us that's not sure where we stand with you, I pray that today would be the day they would repent and get things right with you. Uh, I, couldn't think of, I couldn't think of a greater gift than the gift of salvation today. So Lord, my prayer here this morning is, is that you would touch each one. Each one would know that they have heard from you here this morning. And we'll be sure and give you all of the glory for it. God, we love you. We worship you. And Lord, let me just ask one last thing of you. I need your help. I can't preach without you. Unless you give it to me to say, I got, I got nothing to say. So Lord, I'm asking for your holy unction. I'm asking for your anointing. I'm asking that you'd fill me full of your spirit, Lord. That you'd just be running over, Lord God. And Lord, that you would allow me uh, to preach your word this morning. Lord, that it would flow uh, from you through me, through my spirit, to their spirit. And everyone would know that they've heard from you this morning. Lord, so one more time, I'm just asking, have your way and your will, and we'll give you all the glory, because we love you, we worship you, we praise your holy name. We ask it all in the precious and holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. I don't know if you realize it or not, but uh, just a little over 2,000 years ago, on the day that we call Christmas, and I don't want you to get hung up on, I know the world is on, you know, was Jesus born exactly on December 25th? Well, you know what? We don't know. 
nobody except God knows. But for all of church history, we have chosen, we've set aside this day and chosen to set it aside to worship, to celebrate, to remember, and to worship uh, on this day. And so anyways, it's, so two th a little over 2,000 years ago, on the day that we call Christmas, there was a lot of things that were happening. And they were happening on a worldwide scale. Don't think for a second that there was just a few things happening in a small village uh, by the name of Bethlehem. No, in, in that, that first Christmas season, there was things happening all throughout the world. You see, Caesar Augustus had come up with a new tax for everyone, and they had to register, right? There had to be a census. They had to be counted. They had to register so they could pay this tax. With that one act, all of the known world is mobilized. Think about that for a minute. But it wasn't really, Caesar Augustus may have thought he was in charge and he was pulling the strings and he was causing things to happen. But you see, there was a power and a force much greater behind him that were pulling things together for God's will, right? To accomplish what God had determined to accomplish, right? When the fullness of time come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under law to redeem us. That time has come, had come. Everyone so Caesar Augustus issues this order. Everyone had to go back to their ancestral home so that they could register with the Roman government, so that they could register and be counted and pay their tax. It was a huge undertaking, and no one was exempt from it. Doesn't matter how humble, how lowly, or how poor you might have been. You were not exempt. So on the very first Christmas Day, even in small towns and villages like Bethlehem, there were crowded streets, visitors were calling, houses were full, kitchens were busy uh, with cooking, and family reunions were taking place. But listen to me, none of this, none of those things was Christmas. It was just life at a very unique and busy time. And in the midst of all of that busyness and hustle and bustle and craziness, Christmas happened. Christmas happened in the midst of all that. Listen to me this morning. On Christmas Day, there was a baby born. I stopped at verse 5. Let's read verses 6 and 7. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she could be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. On Christmas Day, there was a baby born. It was a miraculous, marvelous event. A virgin. Hear me now. This is something that's only happened once in the history of the world. And that's all that it will ever happen. It will never be repeated again. It was this marvelous, miraculous event. A virgin had actually conceived. 
For the first time ever, and the only time ever, a virgin had conceived and given birth to the very Son of God. Just exactly as the prophet at old had prophesied. Just as Isaiah said, you can read it for yourself, in Isaiah 7, 14, where the prophet himself said, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. There was the fulfillment of that prophecy. There, right? Uh, there he was, lying in a manger, in the city of David, just as was prophesied by the prophet Micah also. Listen to me this morning. That was, and that still is, Christmas that was laying there in that manger that day. Listen, I'm not saying anything bad about family and gift giving and, and all that kind of stuff, but listen, for just a moment, forget all the family, forget all the gift giving, forget all the food and the fun of the holiday. That baby, wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, born to die for all of mankind, that baby, that baby is Christmas. That's Christmas. On Christmas Day, hallelujah, glory to the Lamb of God, on Christmas Day, there was great joy in singing and announcing the birth of Jesus. Let's read a little farther here this morning, verse 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward all men. Think about it for just a minute. First one angel, and then more. And then all of heaven opened up and sang like only heaven can as they announced that God had stepped down from heaven to save us. That's what's happening there. There was great joy that day, not because of a house full of people or of a tree full of gifts, but because the greatest gift that the world had ever known had been given, a Savior, a Deliverer, a Redeemer, a Justifier, God with us. Hallelujah. Who did they announce the news to? It started with shepherds. You know, God must like shepherds. I mean, think about it for just a minute. Israel's greatest king, the one who David, or I mean, Jesus, one of his titles is son of David. He is a descendant through Mary, right? And through his stepfather, Joseph, of, of David. And he is to set on the throne forever. But David was just a shepherd, right? Remember, he was just a shepherd boy. 
And then here, this little baby named Jesus was the good shepherd who would lay down his life for his sheep. That's coming in just a few short years. So to the shepherds were the angels sent to announce the birth of Jesus. They were not the wealthy and the powerful, right? I mean, I know there's a lot of different things that are said and so on and speculated, and that's all interesting and fun and all, but when it comes right down to it, the shepherds were, were humble and lowly. This was not the high class. This was not the bankers and the lawyers. This was not the high priest or the priesthood at all. This is the lowliest of professions, right? This is the shepherds, and it is to them that the angels are sent to announce the birth of Jesus. They're not the wealthy. They're not the powerful. They're not the important. They were the least. And yet that is where God began the proclamation of his gospel, of his good news, right there at the bottom, so that all would hear. So that all would hear. Hallelujah. So on that Christmas day, there was also some hurrying and some running around. Uh, Let's keep on where we left off. Verse 15. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away uh, from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass which the Lord has made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. As the angels disappeared, the shepherds began to hurry. Now, they were not hurrying to go out and to buy things. They were not hurrying to go home. To go, they were not hurrying to go be with their family. What they were hurrying, why they made haste, was to get a glimpse of the newborn Messiah. To get a glimpse of the one born King of the Jews. Oh, what a time. What a need. There is this Christmas to make haste and hurry to see Jesus. Can I share maybe one or two more things with you? On Christmas Day, there was a lot of hurrying and rushing around, yes. But there was also a lot of pondering and thinking. Look at verse 17. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad. Now this is the shepherds. I read this Christmas story I don't know how many years and did not realize or catch this until several years later. But verse 17, and when they, that's the shepherds, had seen it, it, that's the baby Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ. They made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds, right? The shepherds are going through the streets announcing it, and all those that are hearing this are like, what is it they're talking about? They wondered at those things. But Mary, verse 19, kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Mary had just given birth to Jesus. 
But now truly, I don't want to take anything away from her because she's definitely a very special girl. Uh, but all she had actually done was carry him in her womb. God had chosen her. His sovereign will, he had chosen her. And the Holy Ghost come upon her. And a, and a virgin conceived. But all she done was carry this Christ child in her womb. And now as the shepherds came and went, and as the weight of all that was happening began to hit her, she just stopped, pondered on all the good things that were taking place. And all the people that heard. Now think about this for a minute. The shepherds are going down the street. They are they're noising this abroad, right? They're making this known, making it known abroad, the scripture says. As the shepherds go down the street. The people are hearing this, right? The streets are full, the hustle and bustle, the houses are full, the, the dishes are clanking in the kitchen, right? Uh, the people are visiting, family reunions are taking place, and the shepherds are going down the street, they're making this known abroad, and all the people who heard wondered, what is it that could be so important about this pitiful baby born uh, to poor parents in the most lowly of circumstances? What could be so important, right? What could be more important than all the family I have around me this day? What could be more important than all the cooking and all the eating? What could be more important than, than, than having to pay this new tax that's been, we're being counted for and, and dealing with the problems and the pressures of the day? And who do these lowly shepherds think they are? Running through the streets, interrupting our evening with something about a baby. But listen to me. That's not the only reaction. On Christmas Day, God was glorified and Christ was worshipped. Look at verse 20. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. The entire rest of the planet was busy doing other things. But there, in the most unlikely of places, amongst just a few common, everyday people, God was glorified. Something happened to everyone who ever got near to that manger. Well, I'll tell you what happened. They couldn't help themselves. They worshipped. Wonderful, simple, powerful worship. They did not worship Mary. They did not worship uh, Joseph. They did not worship the angels or the animals or anything else. They worshiped Jesus. And believe me, this worship, it has never stopped. It continued on. Even as much as maybe two years later, when the wise men showed up, when they came, when they approached the presence of this little child, they bowed their knees, they presented their gifts, and they worshipped him. So on this Christmas day, let's worship Jesus. And Jesus alone. For just a little bit, church, I implore you, forget about uh, all the family that we enjoy so much. Forget about all the gifts that we love to give and to receive. 
Forget about everyone else for just a moment, including yourselves. Forget about the past that sometimes the memories of can haunt us. And just find some time to sit in awe of the Son of God who loved us and came into this world to save us. That's what we're celebrating. On this Christmas Day, let's remember that there was a baby born, the very Son of God, wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, born to die for all of mankind. Let's remember that baby is Christmas. On this Christmas day, let's do some singing and some announcing ourselves. Let's make sure the whole world hears that that baby lying in a manger, that is Christmas. Hallelujah. Uh, an opportunity to come and to, I mean, if you're not right with God, now's the time to come and get right. Don't you wait any longer. Uh, but here's an opportunity to come, and if you'd just like to pray, if you'd like to just uh, spend some time in awe and wonder, here's the time, here's the place. Would you stand to your feet as they, as they sing a song of invitation? And I invite you to come this morning. If you've got a need, if you've got a heavy burden, would you come this morning? If you'd like to just spend a little time at the feet of the Lord. Uh, I didn't preach real long this morning. You've got plenty of time. Come on, whatever it is this morning, don't you? Maybe there's something in your past. Maybe there's something in your heart. Maybe there's something in your life. Maybe there's some bitterness that you've hung on to or whatever. Now's the time to clear all that out of the way. Get that junk out of the way. And just spend some time in the presence of the Lord in a little bit of awe and wonder at what he has done for us.